This is Art House Roadshow, a podcast on film, faith, and mental health with your hosts, Kyle Myers and Hank Spaulding. You're listening to an Art House Roadshow movie review. And welcome back, movie nerds, to another episode of the Art House Roadshow. I am your host, Hank Spaulding. I am alone today. I'm actually on vacation in uh, sunny St. Augustine, Florida. And so I hope that uh, if you are hearing this, whenever you're hearing this, you are well and that you are having a good day. And uh, at the time that I'm recording this, uh, it is May the 4th. So happy May the 4th to you, for those of you who celebrate um, and spend your day, hopefully, uh, in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, If I sound a little different than I normally do, I'm using different microphones. Obviously, I didn't want to bring my big expensive mic on the trip with me just in case they get uh, damaged. And so I'm using um, some AirPods. Uh, Hopefully that does not diminish too much from the sound quality of um, the podcast tonight. So anyway, um, before we dive in here to our uh, final review of Moon Knight, this is episode six today. So they just released that today on Disney Plus. I have watched it. So this is going to be a spoiler heavy review. Um, We've got a lot of content coming up over the next couple of days. Even though I'm on vacation, I've got a couple of uh, different things I want to uh, make sure that everyone is aware of um, and that I want to push out to the feed for y'all to enjoy. So uh, May the 4th is the finale of Doctor Strange. Um, and today they dropped a... Uh, sorry, I said Doctor Strange. Today is the finale of Moon Knight. Uh, but for May the 4th, May the 4th be with you. Um the uh they dropped a new trailer for the obi-wan series and so luke and i will be back on sunday to review not only that trailer but to dive into the prequels which will be um, our next episode in our star wars series which will be all leading up to the release of obi-wan and so we are looking forward to that and we hope that you will um you will join us for that but uh before sunday so again right here in a row uh, tomorrow uh, is the release of the new Doctor Strange film and uh, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I was not able to snag early tickets to this, but I am going um, at four o'clock tomorrow. And so I'm hoping by tomorrow evening I'll have a spoiler free review of Doctor Strange up uh, for you to listen, especially if you're on the fence about this one. Everything that I've heard so far about this film is that it is wild. There's lots of wild cameos, lots of wild action, um, and it's just kind of a nonstop thriller that kind of grabs you by the seat of the pants and really just pushes you um, into a new gear. And so um, I've heard some people that didn't like it, but I've mostly heard good things. So we'll see how it goes tomorrow, and I will give that spoiler-free review. 
And then next week, after I watch it a second time on Thursday, I will give um, a spoiler-heavy review. Um, that way you can, if you want to uh, wait, if you're on the fence, you can listen to spoiler-free review, go see it, and then you can see if I got it right. Um, so anyway, lots of stuff come up, lots of reviews, things like that. Um, and as, as you know, after that, probably um, in the next few weeks, the final two weeks of May, um, Kyle and I will be back together and we'll be talking about Beasts of No Nation. And so uh, if you would like to help the podcast in the meantime, please don't forget to leave a review on uh, whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Podbean, wherever you listen to this, leave us a review. It really helps people find us on the show. But anyway, let's dive right in here to the material today. It won't be too long, so this will be a shorter episode because it's it's covering a relatively short um, media. Um, but this is the finale of Moon Knight. Uh, it's a shorter series. Um, as I mentioned in my last review, um, Oscar Isaac is not signed on for a new contract, and so the future of this is uh, the show is very much up in the air. So it's Originally, this uh, season was treated like a series finale, but it sounds like um, they've since Disney has since backed off that language of series finale and is using the language of season finale. Um, and when we get to the post-credit scene specifically, you'll see how this could set up a second season. But I guess it's really open up to Oscar Isaacs to see if he wants to come back and be in this film or be in this franchise again, because we know that. They are expanding the Marvel Universe significantly, and I know that Doctor Strange will be a huge part of that. Um, Moon Knight is one is a beloved character with some real cult followers, um, and so I know that a lot of people are really excited to see him be a part of the Marvel Universe, and um, we'll see what happens as they kind of, they being Marvel, looks for new heroes to help kind of populate a universe um, that is ever-expanding as they lose significant people that have been kind of mainstays right so um in storyline um tony stark is dead so no iron man at this point um and steve rogers is either dead or um very old and living in seclusion um no idea kind of officially what he's doing um but that is um you know his his situation um you know, there's been some, I mean, obviously you've got Scarlett Johansson, who's, who's uh, in storyline Black Widow is dead. And then you've got um, other characters who, that are kind of finishing off. We don't know what will happen with Chris, Chris Hemsworth's Thor. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy are kind of seems like they're wrapping up. I mean, I don't know if you saw today, Karen Gilligan posted a very um, um, cryptic message about Nebula, um, which is a character that I really like. Um, and I've really seen like seeing what uh, Karen Gilligan has really done with that. And so as characters are moving out, they're trying to move new characters in. And so Moon Knight is definitely one of those people um, that they definitely see as someone being a standard uh, for years to come. Um, but what do I think about the final finale? I think that it's in this one felt more like a paint by the numbers Marvel kind of finale. Um, which is not to say that I'm disappointed with it, but I definitely was not as enthused about this episode as I was episode five. And I know that if you've listened to the podcast before, especially my review of episode five, you'll know that um, I really enjoyed that episode because they showed this, the humanness element of 
Mark Spector um, and Stephen kind of coming to grips with his trauma, the reason why he has um, dissociative um, disorder, things like that. And so I was really a huge fan of that, but it's not like they could just end there. So I understand why they went back to this. And so, um, I mean, and, and this is, this is true. And again, this is, isn't really a critique in my mind because I like the script, but Marvel very much has a script on how their episodes and seasons will end. Um, and I think that that's pretty standard for everything. So like, for example, I mean, if, again, if you're a friend, if you know this podcast, you'll know that, um, I, uh, was a huge fan of WandaVision. Loved the the finale for that, you know, the philosophical debate between the two visions. But, you know, Wanda fighting Agatha was really just a paint by the numbers, kind of like throwing glowing orbs at each other and fighting um, in ways that we're kind of used to seeing Marvel characters fight big bosses and things like that. So, you know, this is something that was not necessarily... Um, any surprises um this had kind of all of like the familiar kind of like marvel vibes um to it um and and i don't and i i think my letdown any kind of disappointment i feel is just coming down off of episode five with that beautiful kind of emotion touching kind of like scene where where steven tells mark you know not to blame himself for what happened to his little brother um it's just so touching you know and so human that it's just really hard to kind of follow that and you know that emotional climax where Stephen falls over the side and he gets frozen in the desert and things like that in the afterlife and Tawit um, is somebody that's that's kind of really negative on Mark being able to do that. But anyway, this this one felt kind of forgettable, like because uh, it, it really undid that part with Stephen. Like there were really no consequences to that. Like uh, Mark went back, found Stephen. They were both about to enter the um uh afterlife but then finally managed to get back into steven's body um and you know layla they got a message to layla that was one of the big themes of the last episode um, episode five is they're trying to convince Tawet to find layla on the surface and um get her to release Kanshu so that he could help resurrect mark um and that's exactly what happened um, Tawa did that and she actually asks Layla to be her avatar and again when I say that Marvel has a script this is kind of what I mean they planted that right there in that scene because they knew they were coming back to that later and so even if you're not familiar with the comics or with the characters within them they do this all the time and so they came back later and she actually did accept Tawit as her um, allowed her to use her as her avatar, which was kind of cool because you have this scene of this female Egyptian superhero fighting alongside Moon Knight, which I, I think was really cool and gave some cool representation and things like that. Um, the reason for it was because the gods, um, like uh, Harrow, when he gets the actual statue of Amit and he's going to go release her, he um, kills all of the other avatars uh, that all the other Egyptian pantheon has um here on earth and he releases Amit and Amit agrees to allow him to be um kind of her servant and things like that and they plan on you know taking over the world and so you have everything you see in a marvel series you see all the all the bright um purple lights going into the sky um you know the the villain you know this is and this is interesting they actually went power rangers on this which is something i'm deeply affinitive of they have a Amit who grew the size of the pyramids and had this big uh 
Zord fight with uh, Kanshu, who for some reason explicitly grew. They didn't really explain why Kanshu or how Kanshu can grow to that size, but um, basically Amit grew to that size because she was devouring souls um, that Harrow and his group was kind of getting. And if you remember from the earlier portion of the season, like Harrow was very much had the ability to judge a soul and kind of like send it to the afterlife just by touching their hands and finding them wanting. And he does that exponentially more here, but all of his followers are able to do it. So lots of people um, are able to, uh, are sentenced to the afterlife. And that's kind of what you see at the end of episode five too. And so anyway, so his followers are sent around on Amit's command to take over Cairo. She wants to, Amit that is, which is this big crocodile god, wants to take over Cairo and then the world, um, which yet again, heavy Power Ranger vibes here <laughs> because she does that grows this, you know, she always says, let's talk, we'll tackle Angel Grove and then the world. Um, but, you know, the Power Rangers always seem to thwart Rita Repulsa and her um, ability to do that. So um, in her best Rita Repulsa impersonation, um, Amit grows to the size of the pyramids. Um, after Layla frees Khonshu, Khonshu tries to get her to be his avatar. Um, and she said, no, um, and so she says, you got to resurrect Mark, um, and so he does that, but as Mark is kind of becoming Moon Knight again, um, she goes and finds uh, uh, Cyrus's uh, avatar and basically is like, yeah, we, if you want to defeat Amit, you got to trap her again, but we don't have enough God avatars anymore, and so she's like, okay, got to have Tawit, and so she takes on Tawit's powers. Um, and it's actually pretty cool. She has this really cool outfit. Check that out just to kind of see her transformation. Um, but another cool, interesting thing before, again, yet again, a paint by numbers finale, the bad guys fight, good guys win, bad guys lose, that kind of thing. Um, pretty standard. Um, Mark and Steven kind of make a deal with um, Khonshu saying that if we defeat Harrow and put Amit back in her place, then you have to release us from our obligation which is kind of cool. If you, if you follow the story so far, you'll know that's kind of like a main point for Mark. He wants to not be Moon Knight anymore. He wants to just kind of live his life, which is pretty interesting. Um, and so, yeah, so Kanshu reluctantly agrees and lets him do that. And so they go into this fight. And so it's, it's Kanshu versus Amit and the big kind of like, you know, giant fight. Yeah, they're huge. Um, and then you have Moon Knight and um, Layla fighting Harrow. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard because, like, they, they don't really seem to win a bunch. Um, one of the cool elements, I will say this, and again, even though I'm saying it's paint by numbers, um, um, it doesn't mean that I just disliked all of it. Um, I liked... I like, and I've said this before, my favorite part of the show that you don't really see a ton is ton of is the Moon Knight character. I think the Moon Knight costume looks really cool. And I think that um, Oscar Isaacs plays him well. And the action when he's fighting is just really cool to see. Um, and another element that I really liked of this one is that you got to see Mr. Knight in action, which if you know, Moon Knight is basically like the character that Mark Spector takes on when he gets the Khonshu armor. And Mr. Knight is the Steven character that he takes on when he gets the um, Khonshu armor. And so you got to see some really cool action and some really cool, like, hand-to-hand -hand fighting. And, again, I don't mean to keep 
drawing this parallel, but it felt a lot like the Power Rangers is supposed to be at its best. You've got the big scene battles where you get the giants fighting and you've got the smaller on the ground, like closer hand-to-hand combat kind of battles. Um, and I just thought it was really cool. I thought it looked really good. I thought it, um, the flow of the action was really good on the ground and the Moon Knight costume just looks great. Um, but you know, the thing that, again, the thing that I didn't like about it was just, it felt very rushed. Um, it felt very rushed. Um, like the Amit scene where she set free, like just very forgettable, like nothing really significant happens there. Um, you know, she's released for maybe like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes of the episode, um, before she's put right back in her place in Harrow. Um, you know, so anyway, so it just, it felt kind of rushed. It felt kind of like a letdown a little bit in terms of the, the character and things like that, but it's, it's okay. Like I still liked it. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm saying I, I still think I liked it. Um, but one of the things that happened that's of note is like there's a scene where Mark is uh, fighting Harrow, um, and it looks like he's about to be killed, like he's about to be defeated, because Layla is also um, kind of being beaten up too. And Mark is the one in charge because you can see him wearing the Moon Knight costume. He's not wearing the Mister Knight costume. It's Moon Knight, and then he kind of blacks out. Um, and Layla, you know, like he comes to, and you, if you remember from episode one, Stephen would be like um do going through something then he would black out and wake up and be like oh what happened and then something very violent clearly had happened um that happens here too but you know you were as the the watcher always assuming that it was mark that was the one that was doing the violent thing but now here's mark going having the same experience and going himself and having the blackout so it's really interesting to see. It'll come up later in the post credit scene on what that must mean. But it was really interesting they put that right there. So long story short, they defeat Harrow, drag him back into the, the pyramid, do the ceremony of uniting Amit to Harrow. Um, and the only way to finally defeat Amit at this point is to kill Harrow, which now has the spirit of Amit inside of him. But Mark refuses. He doesn't want to be a murderer anymore. Um, and you kind of see that a lot in a lot of different Marvel characters, um, that desire to not be a murderer, not be a killer, things like that. And so here it is, uh, in that as well. Um, and so, you know, Khonshu reluctantly agrees to release him. And there's a final kind of scene where, um, as he's kind of being released from the duties, like he goes one more time back into the psychiatric ward, realizes that, um, he is free to leave that space, but Harrow is not. Um, and they wait. You you wake up. Uh, uh, Mark wakes up in Stephen's bed, um, just like you saw Stephen at the very beginning of Moon Knight um, in his bed. Um, not sure what had just happened was a dream or whether it was real, which is really kind of cool. Like coming full circle um, with that, and he tries to get out of bed and realizes that he's he's strapped in just like he was at the beginning of the show, but it's Mark instead of Steven. So really cool to kind of see that stuff. Um, there is a post-credit scene in this one, the first one for the show of Moon Knight. And it's uh, it's Harrow sitting in the hospital and he's very much like, and, and you kind of feel like, is this is this a dream world? Is he in the afterlife? But he's very much just in a psychiatric hospital. I guess the toll of being beaten up by Moon Knight and having now Amit living inside of him um, 
caused him to be put there and somebody comes in and takes him out immediately you know something's wrong because the guy's wearing leather gloves which is you know movie marvel film lingo for bad guy you don't see the face of the person but he loads harrow into a um limousine and in that limousine is like a very much mr knight ish kind of conchu like instead of conchu wearing like wrappings and things like that he's wearing a suit um and he's uh he's like he's just he's talking about just nonsense kind of stuff and he says you know it's weird that layla thought that i wanted her as my avatar when i already had the perfect one um why and why would i let go of markets you're like what's going on and so the window goes down you see the person that put harrow in the car now and it's oscar isaacs and he says um uh he says i want to introduce you to um jake oh goodness um jake lockley um sorry i blank on that name jake lockley um and jake shoots harrow kills him and uh, that's the end um and this is important for you people who know the comics well enough. Jake Lockley is actually another personality of Mark Spector, another person who wears the Moon Knight armor. And so it kind of leaves you in suspense of like, well, I guess Mark and Steven have been let go, but Jake has not been. And so I'm assuming that'll be the main catalyst for um, issues happening with Moon Knight if there is a second season. Again, I don't think we should just assume that there is going to be a second season. A lot of this is rising on Oscar Isaac um, wanting to do this. I imagine that Oscar Isaac is a little burnt out from this kind of stuff, mostly because like he's um, he's really um, been through it recently. I want to say, uh, and, and I mean for a lot of reasons. Like he's um, you know he the last Marvel character he played, ironically also Egyptian, <laughs> you know with. Um, playing apocalypse and that didn't go super great and then you know he played poe dameron in star wars and that has not received the best kind of um critical approval and things like that and so you know it's one of those things that like he's probably just a little spent and the only reason he agreed to and ethan hawk for that matter agreed to um to do this was like because it was so different you know, in the same way that, like, WandaVision was different, it was just very different for, to have him play this, you know, very unstable, kind of broken person um, as a superhero, and I think that's, I think that's actually really cool, Um, and so one of the elements that, um, that um, comes from this is I just, I want to just pause and say that, you know, I don't think this means that we're definitely getting a second season. I think it's probably likely a lot of people have really enjoyed Moon Knight, and I think that they're probably going to ask and make it as an incentive to have Moon Knight be a character. And, you know, in some ways, like, Marvel can kind of test these characters in this kind of way with the shows and other cameos and kind of keep the ones they like and get rid of the ones they don't. You know, like, so, for example, we haven't heard anything about The Eternals because that film almost universally bombed um, in terms of like people liking it and the story and all that kind of stuff. And so we've heard anything about Eternals 2 and they invested a lot in that, a lot, a lot, because they had a lot of actors that were big names that were a part of it. They had a lot of, um, you know, connection to the Marvel universe and they kind of gave them a big role in all of that. And so they can really test out these characters and find out what works and what doesn't. I think Moon Knight works, you know, uh, looking at kind of what he's been able to do for it. Um, 
kind of looking through my own. Um, so like one of the things, you know, I wanted to talk about here at the end here is kind of just spiritual themes of it. And then also, you know, did I like it? Did I not like it? And if so, where does it rank? And so, um, well, let's see, let's start with, did I like it? I liked it. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was able to convey some really powerful things like the humanity of, of somebody with a dissociative disorder. And, and it also had some good action. Love the suit. Like I said, I thought that was really great. Um, so I liked it. I liked it. Um, I liked it then better than other Marvel series. I'll say that. And some Marvel movies for that matter. Because uh, the one thing I like now is different. You know, I'm a little bit more kind to Eternals just because it was different than what we've had. And so I liked it a little bit more, even though, you know, the film does have some serious problems. Um, but it's okay. That's okay. Not everything has to be a success. Um, you can be critical of something and still love the property. Um, so there's that. Um, so I liked it. In terms of ranking it, you know, for me, the number one is always going to be WandaVision. It's always going to be WandaVision. For me, WandaVision, Hawkeye, uh, probably Loki. Um, I would put Moon Knight after Loki. Um, and then have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And what if as the the last um, kind of Marvel series. It's not because I didn't like what if. Um, it's just it was harder to kind of get into week after week. And, you know, not always having the same voice actors was a little distracting for me. But we're going to see a little bit of what if, I think in the um, Doctor Strange movie. Um, no spoilers if you haven't seen the trailers featuring some of those characters, but um, I won't tell you which ones, so you'll be surprised. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I think that it ranks decently high, like mid, I would say, mid to back, but um, I don't think anything's going to top WandaVision for me. It was the first, and I just think the most interesting and different. But anyway, um so yeah, I liked it. In terms of the spiritual themes and stuff like that that I, I really get out of this is that you do have a sense in which Marvel is moving in more of a direction of talking about like divine realities in such a way that like, you know, you have like the Norse gods have always been around like with Thor, Odin, and Loki. Um, but, you know, in the new Thor movie, they're going to be talking about um, the Greek pantheon with Zeus, um, you know, because they're going to be talking about gore and the god butcher and things like that. And that's a, a big theme and you have these characters here um, who are very much tied to the Egyptian pantheon and so you kind of get this decent spiritual element to uh, connected to kind of like a mythology kind of thing but I think the human thing in here is always going to shine forth um, that episode where you can kind of see forgiveness um, like pain and trauma and the ways in which we witness each other's pain and trauma is so important you know for Mark, he didn't have anybody, so he created Stephen as kind of this character to witness it. Um, there's a really great book by this um, theologian named Shelley uh, Rambo called um, uh, Trauma. Oh, see, this is not my time to remember um, titles of stuff. So she wrote a book um, about the Holy Spirit um, called Spirit and Trauma which was a really great um, text, I think, about how the spirit um, is that which bears witness to our pain and trauma, much like the spirit is there um, in the grave um, witnessing to the death of God. You know, and I think that's, that's significant. And in some sense, like that theme comes here too. What does it mean to heal, to resurrect um, in the midst of severe trauma? And I think this talks about it well. I mean, one of the things they, they symbolize this through 
Mark and Steven working together because they're always kind of at odds throughout the series, like um, especially even in episode four where um, or episode, yeah, episode four heading into episode five where, you know, Mark is yelling at Steven not to go after Layla romantically, um, even though he's very interested in him. Um, so like Mark will punch Steven in the face and things like that and all those kind of stuff. And they kind of come together at the end of five and they're really in sync in this one. And so they kind of like um, healing or bringing together the multiple kind of sides of himself into one whole person is pretty interesting. Um, and that's just, that's a, that's a problem for all of us. You know, not everyone who suffers from dissociative disorder um, doesn't mean that you don't struggle with trying to think through all the different people that we are um, in, in our different roles and how we are one person throughout all of that and what it means to kind of bring that together and not silo ourselves off from um, our own experiences. Um, and then healing, what does that look like? And, you know, the complexity of that is so important is so important and so anyway the, the challenges that this brings is to kind of think through complex mental health stuff which I, I always really appreciate about um good movies and films that do that and so anyway i liked it thought it was good um i think you should watch it if you haven't uh, but if you listen this far and listen to all my reviews and haven't watched it you're probably not going to watch it because i've spoiled all of it for you so Anyway, I think it's good, but did I miss anything? Um, is there something else that you'd like me to t cover and talk about? Just let me know in the comment section below or in a review or or uh, send us an email or tweet us at Arthouse Road um, on Twitter. And we'd love to start a conversation for you. So that about does it for us. Um, like I said, be looking out for our Doctor Strange review, which should be coming out tomorrow um, or later today, depending on what time you listen to this. Uh, um, at or and then also be looking for our Star Wars um, review of the trailer and the prequels um, and then lastly uh, wait for our spoiler heavy review of Doctor Strange next week and hopefully sometime the following two weeks after that you'll see our um, discussion on Beasts of No Nation so thanks for stopping by um, don't forget to leave us a review and we will see you next time have a good night everyone And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us on Art House Roadshow. We'll see you next time.